I don't want to go back to distance learning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like it's going to be a challenge to go back to in-person learning. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of those skills and it will take some warming up to get used to it again. But I'd rather not go back to distance learning. Hi, welcome to Podfessional Development. The comeback season, I am Mr. Sproul. I'm Victor Guzman. You may notice today, two of our peers are not here. Um, Eric and Maisara are actually having a baby in the coming weeks. So they'll be taking some time off, but they'll be rejoining us here shortly as we start a new season. Now, we've been gone for a while. Not gonna lie, a lot of things came up. I'm back in school getting another master's degree. Obviously, as you heard, two of our team members are uh, strengthening their family, making it larger, um, and Sprout has been working on other businesses as well. Being a drifter. <laughs> <laughs> but as you may imagine, now that summer has kind of come to an end, uh, we had a whole year of virtual learning. We're ready to get back on it, ready to pick it back up for you guys. Um, and so we're going to get right to it. Um, 2021-22, after a year of distance learning, most schools are back in person. And so today's topic is just that, grounding ourselves as we start a new year, talking about how we're feeling uh, with these new COVID variants, how we're feeling about vaccinations for students and staff, um, and just our general feelings around being back in person. So with that, kick it off to Sprout. So for me, it's different because uh, as I was mentioning just a few moments ago, I have been a drifter, but now I am at a location, I'm at a school where it's more of a small group slash one-to-one model. So I don't feel like I'm that much at risk as opposed to big districts, big schools with a lot of different students so many different counterparts so for me and my school actually been in session so for me um it hasn't been much of a fear much of a worry but just thinking collectively and overall for big districts and our schools that have a lot of students i can just imagine that there is a quite level of heightened anxiety worry especially if leadership is not being transparent and not rolling out a succinct plan to ensure your safety and well-being let alone the students that we serve um, overall just speaking about how lunch will look like um, if your school has recess those other things so i could just imagine that it's um, putting up a level of worrisome and anxiety but for me and where i'm at i've been okay and i'm okay i feel like a lot of schools were in person last year and they found a way to make it work um, and it seems like a lot of schools, specifically in California, are the ones that are just now coming back. Um, whether they came back for like a week or two at the end of the last school year, um, or whether they came back over the summer, um, depending on the district, or whether they're coming back right now in the fall. I think there's a lot of unknowns, even, even though schools have been in person in the past. And I think a lot of those unknowns stem from like, the new variants. Like we're seeing that some vaccinated people can test positive for COVID. Thankfully, 
it hasn't led to any like hospitalizations or deaths um but what's interesting about that is i mean i'm not an administrator you've been an administrator before what is the expectation around like vaccinations can you even force staff to be vaccinated or is that like a big no i know with students there are certain vaccines that they need to have before they attend school but as an administrator what what's your perspective on the vaccines actually when i was a school social worker or more specifically a youth service center coordinator we require and assist as best as possible for families to have vaccinations for all those different things make sure your child has shots but it's not necessarily a requirement so we can't say a student is not allowed to come to the school until they get x y and z and what we try to do is and and i'll be honest is those scare tactics those fear monger um uh, concepts and scenarios well what happens if your child affects x y and z now this is something different because of how global it has been and how lethal it has been. Yes, there has been plenty of people that tested positive for COVID, but also recovered from COVID, but still just the level um, lethality that it has now is like, what do we do? Do we force the vaccinations? Do we force testing? Um, because what is the rights? What is the policies? And what is what is law? And that's where it was really gonna come into play. And as a district, Everything doesn't move into the union and all other uh, partisans and, and co-parties are in agreement together. So it's a decisive issue. And I know in Florida, they were um, one of the uh, governors or, or mayors were saying that they weren't paying any like school officials or families or, or teachers if they uphold the mass mandate. So there's so many people, so much opposition against it. I'm interested to see how it will play out. But a lot of it is going to come down to what's in the law. What's in the policy? How is how our districts and the unions are going to come together, and what mandates are they going to put forward? But right now, it is not illegal. You know what's interesting about that is like with with other diseases, right? Different vaccines, like you mentioned, the ones that have been required in schools. Um, with COVID, everything changes. Like it seems like daily, we have something new. Like, one week we have a mask mandate by the CDC, one week they take it off, and then all of a sudden we're back in this weird, like, state of limbo where it's required, but we're not really sure how to enforce that. And so I think part of it is that, right, like, schools, whether they're independent schools, private schools, charter schools, public schools, like, they have to follow certain even bigger level government decision-making bodies and the instructions that they give. So it's really confusing for schools, and I can only imagine for leadership when things change from like one day to the next or one week to the next. Um, the thing for me, and caveat, this is just my personal opinion. I don't want to speak for Sprout or for Eric and Masara, who are currently not here. Um, but just in my personal opinion, like, a mask mandate is such a small thing to protect, not just yourself, but to protect those around you, right? And as educators, as a school, we have to do what's in the best interest of our entire community, right? So I find it, like you mentioned in Florida, where the, the state said that they wouldn't fund schools if they upheld a mask mandate. That's so mind-boggling to me. But it's also like, 
well, it's Florida. You know what I mean? Um, and here, like, it's so, it's so different in California. Um, but there, there are those people who might not necessarily want the mask mandate. They might not agree with it. And so how do we let them feel included and, you know, let them know we're not doing this necessarily just for the individual, but we want to do it for the, for the community. And ideally, right, especially in a place like California, where a lot of schools haven't been open, we want to stay open, right? I don't want to go back to distance learning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like it's going to be a challenge to go back to in-person learning. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of those skills, and it'll take some warming up to get used to it again. But I'd rather not go back to distance learning. I like being with my students. I like making those connections in person, getting to know them for a little bit longer a day rather than only one hour via the computer. Um, so it's tough. But the mask mandate is definitely like a... So many people have such differing opinions on it that it's so challenging. I cannot imagine being an administrator right now. I know, and that's why I'm kind of happy I'm not an administrator right now. <laughs> this feels a little bit selfish, and I did turn down some administrative roles. And for me, it's just like, I'm looking at it also too as like, mentally, am I there yet? Just to be honest and transparent with everyone, because I feel like going, like, administrative position to me is a spiritual position not trying to input any religious uh, beliefs or faith systems in this but it is a spiritual position because you have to deal with so many different entities and you uh, deal with so many different people and counterparts that you have to be spiritually sound within yourself and when i say spiritually you have to have that balance physically mentally overall psych psychologically everything and you know the pandemic has affected us all in different ways and especially someone like myself who is so far from home um, as far as where my birthplace and where my family is, my immediate family, it does take on a different role. So before I can really give my best and give my all to what I feel like the position requires, I want to make sure that I am one with myself. So it was it would have been unfair for me to take an admin position knowing that I was not ready to um like I wasn't really mentally sound yet to do that type of level of job because one of the things that I'm thinking about and I was sharing with your wife earlier too is like what is attendance going to look like because you know everything rides on attendance this is how schools get funded right each child brings a dollar value to them and especially the amount of days that they are in the school system depends a lot of how much funding schools will get so on and so forth schools are graded on attendance now i know there has been times where i made calls trying to push not only students but also encourage staff members to be there when they weren't feeling their best and then we have many of us teachers who if we have a headache or not feeling 100 percent well we will still try to manage and muster through and push through the day so what is that going to look like now because you know we have covid and this is something that we're still dealing with that's so unknown. It keeps changing, it has more variants than Loki. Whereas like, what do we do? Like, you know, do you wanna put yourself in a compromising position and put others in a compromising position all for the fact that we have to show up or the student has to be there? So I'm thinking about that aspect too, really just talking to a staff member who's, I woke up, I have a headache, I don't know, my nose is running. For me, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna be a staff short, but stay home, because I'd rather be a staff short than to be a whole school short, because now we have to shut down again because something else spread. So it's, it's going to be critical 
and leadership, I feel like one of the shifts in leadership is really having that um, bond with your staff members, bond with your families, and, and seeing them for what they are. Not saying leadership hasn't really done that, but if we could be honest, we've been in a testing culture, testing environment, especially many of our charter schools, where now that shouldn't really be the forefront. We want our students to do well, of course, and testing is not the only measurement, but also, too, we really have to put safety in the forefront and making sure that we're safe because we do transport, we do go home, we do interact and deal with different people. And in order to really get over this, we all need to practice just overall good health and and safety boundaries and all those other things. So yes, the mask mandate. I just feel like you're just asking for a small fix, a small thing, teaching from it, because I've been in person. Is it pleasant? No, it is not. It's been a couple of times like, Phew, I'm out of breath. Maybe I need to get back to the gym. But if it's a small sacrifice that I have to make to ensure my safety and the other person's safety, I would do it. And I have been doing it. So, yes, yeah, stuff like that is just mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know how other schools have been doing it. I have some friends that were back in person or they, they started online last year, obviously. So they started online, then they shut down. Then they opened back up again for a week and then they had to shut down again. And I feel like that's one of those cycles that that lack of consistency could potentially do more more harm to the students, right? Um, and so one of the things is, like I mentioned earlier, schools, we want to stay open. But one of the things you mentioned, Sproul, like in terms of how a lot of people are feeling, a lot of it also has to do with like mental health overall wellness one of the things i'm appreciating so far this year is that my school is really focusing emphasizing wellness that's one of the things we talked about today um, how staff take care of themselves and what we can do to take care of each other because we know that this year is gonna be hard this year is going to be hard. A lot of our students, like I mentioned, especially here in California, because that's where I am, so that's my context. A lot of students here in California have not been in a physical classroom for 18 months. That's crazy. Unbelievable. I remember at some point last year, I went back to my classroom, and it looked exactly like how I left it on March 10th, 2020. And that was kind of eerie. So I can't imagine how a student will feel when they haven't been in the building since that time. And so mental health, overall wellness um, are gonna be important this year. And like you were saying, it's about like, people gotta prioritize that within themselves, but it's also important for like administrators to speak to their staff and be like, hey, it's okay to take time off if you're not feeling well, right? Like you said, I'd rather be one staff member short than have to shut down because one person was trying to be brave even though they had a runny nose or they had a fever. Like, we, we don't need that right now. You don't need to be a hero, right? You can be a hero by taking care of yourself and making sure that you're taking care of each other. But that goes back to, like, the uncertainty with covid there's so much to unpack here. Like this conversation, I feel like could go on forever. No, it can't. And it's funny too, because I never knew about mental health days until moving to California. 
you know, because I'm from New York, and it's like you you had that grinded out mentality. I don't care. I'm I'm literally changing different colors, but I'm stubborn <laughs> enough to still be at work, especially right. when you're a veteran teacher and you're at the point where you got it, and your classroom is just really sacred to you because you don't want somebody else coming in and messing up and messing up something that you built so hard and so long to take. And then charter schools is different too, because so much of it relies on test scores, interim assessments, where you know you take a day off. A day feels like taking a week off. So now you have to really look at it, analyze, and like, I know I want to do well on this test. Not only just for my students, many teachers, and let's not deny, it's bragging rights to, let's be honest, oh yeah, my students did X, Y, and Z. So now it's like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I overall have to, you know, just do what I feel is best, not only for myself, but for others, because our choices can really have consequences on other people. Yeah, I mean, not saying that that never really been the case, but now still dealing with something that it's still now is this variant. Well, well, we need to have more uh, uh, shots. Like, what is going to happen now? Do we need monthly shots, weekly shots, or yearly shots? Who knows? Right. But we're still dealing with something that is unknown and uncertain, and so that's what really um, just has like everyone pretty much still in an anxious and um, panic state because we don't really know. Right. And 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 I feel like. We're starting from the beginning again because <laughs> this is how it was in the beginning. But, yeah, like moving to California, one thing I would say about California, yes, take a mental health day, go to the beach, go on a hike, you know, get your mental health right. But also, too, is just if you're not feeling well, and I would encourage teachers, you really have to take that time for yourself because your choices can really implement and impair others. So um, do not be that hero, as Victor was saying, that warrior. Take that time. And, yes, it's a struggle anytime you have a substitute or you have to put different staff in different positions. But trust me, we've been educators for how many years now? You'll get through it. You'll get through it. We had staff members that had to take off for almost, I feel like, months. Yeah. You know, not calling out anybody or not saying different schools that we worked at. But we got through it. We all had to chip in. Was it pleasant at the time? No. But at certain times, I know for me, when I was an administrator, I actually enjoyed being in the classroom because I missed it that much. I was like, yeah, I will go substitute that class. But still, we're all in. We're all in this together. And really, we can get through this. But we have to be, and this is what I would challenge my leaders, have to be transparent with your staff. Show a little bit more trust in your staff and, ha and build that camaraderie amongst your staff. It's so interesting because a lot of it has to do with like how schools are going to function this year ha has a lot to do with how leadership sets them up for success, right? And I don't know about you, Sprout, but like last year, at least when I was online, I felt like I was my own island. I was by myself, really. I mean, I had a team we would meet once or twice a week, but it still felt very kind of lonely, if you will. Um, so one of the things I've noticed now being back and kind of preparing for the year is like, it's almost like I forgot how to socialize. So I'm trying to think of like what my students are going to feel day one when they show up. It's going to be a whole new world for them, right? Not only in terms of like, we haven't been doing this for 18 months, but also like there's new things to consider. The mask mandate. Sanitizing. How often that has to happen. Making sure that you're cleaning up after yourselves, right? Um, like, understanding that we can't do things the way we used to do them before COVID. And for me, like, the big question for today is how we're feeling. Like, I'm feeling uncertain. I'm feeling 
a little bit scared and apprehensive. But I'm hopeful that once we get into it, like, it will work out. And like Sprout said, like, because we are all in this together, that we will survive, if you will. That we will get through the year without hopefully having to shut down not even one time. Because I'd rather not, to be honest with you. Even if I have to wear a mask for the next 10 to 12 months, I would rather do that than have to shut down and go online. I just, that's just me though. I can't speak for everybody else, but most teachers I know miss their students. They miss the community. They miss the connections. And you miss your peers. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I got Sprout. I got Eric. I got my Sara. And we saw each other, but we didn't see each other as much as we used to. And community makes a difference. So on top of, you know, your wellness, your mental health, find those people around you that will ground you. Find those people around you that will make you feel better. Someone you can decompress with. For me, it's Sprout. There's many times where Sprout, Eric, my star and I, and my wife, um, we just talk and afterwards we're like, man, we should have recorded that for an episode of professional Development. Because <laughs> our true. conversations <laughs> get so deep. Very true. You know, so find those people that you can converse with. Find people that will help you get better at your craft. Find people that you can rely on. Because, I mean, at least here in the Bay, right? So I'm going from like California to the Bay specifically. A lot of schools I've worked at in the Bay, even in Sacramento when I used to work there, teachers are not from the area. And so you have to find your community. Like Sprout said, his family is all the way in the East Coast. My family is 500 miles away, which in the grand scheme of things is not that far, but still 500 miles. So find your community, find someone that you can trust, you can rely on, you can cry with them, you can laugh with them. You can build community with, because um, that will help you get through the year. It's funny that you say that, because the only person from the Bay is your wife. <laughs> from this whole professional <laughs> development team, all of us is not from here, and the only one from here is your wife, who is does more of the background things for us. Yeah. But no, um, I was thinking the whole time you were speaking, I was thinking culture, but you said community, and I was like, yes, it's it's culture, community, and so many of our admin who are responsible for building that. Because I feel like how your culture and your community was built during this time and and still to this day is going to determine a lot how you feel. And I know for me, um, like, I, like I was saying earlier, I was drifting. And I'm going to just make this point real quick. I end up going to a school where, uh, to a place that I really feel like value me, value my artistry as a teacher, um, my independence, my, um, I'm trying to think of the auto autonomy. So for me, it was pleasant because I was able to build and still in building great relationships with students on things that initially, this is why I wanted to be a teacher. So culture, community, those are like the keys right now. Yeah, that's, it doesn't get any more real than that, people. Like teaching is a hard job. For everyone who's been in the grind in person, Sprout included, since before right now, kudos to you. Keep up the good work. For anyone who's just starting out this year, maybe you haven't even started, maybe you're starting next week or two weeks from now. I'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that it's easy because it isn't. But 
you have to be prepared for probably the toughest year of your career in terms of the many things that are going to come at, at us as educators. There's COVID. There's the mental health of our students. Um, mental health of our adults, too. Yeah, that's important. And on top of all that, you still got to deal with, like, how am I going to get through this math lesson today? I only got 60 minutes to get through this lesson, but my students don't have the background that they need to get through it. So one of the other things that I think my school has done a good job emphasizing and something I want to be mindful of this year, because I'm someone who's really tough on myself, is like, give yourself grace. Mistakes will happen. It happens to everyone, right? Um, but give yourself some grace. And give those around you grace. Because we don't know what somebody's going home to. They could have a tough situation. Maybe they had to move within the last year. Maybe someone in their family lost a job and that impacts everything that you bring to work. So give yourself grace. Give others grace. And like Sprout said, we will get through it. But you can't do it alone. So... With that, we apologize that we've been gone for so long, but let you know we're back. The comeback season is here. We'll be producing twice a month, starting this month. We're looking forward to bringing you a lot of new episodes, different guests, new topics. Um, and other than that, thank you all for listening. Also, if you're on Clubhouse, look out for us on Clubhouse as we will have open forums, discussions on Clubhouse as well. Most definitely. Join us on Clubhouse. Where you can join us for the conversation. right? And that's what we want. We want to use professional development as a platform for educators. Whether you are the first day on the job, you just graduated college. Or you're a five-year veteran who somehow survived and you didn't quit within the first five years. Kudos to you. Or whether you're like a 10-plus year seasoned veteran. Whether you're a teacher... TA, administrator, counselor, social worker. If you work in education, this is for you. Podfessional development is for you. Clubhouse. The conversations we're going to have are for you. So with that, we sign off our first episode in a while. We look forward to producing more, bringing you more. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you soon.